0: Play the fucking intro.
1: This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode three, four, three. Three, four, three. <laughs> it's 343. 343. 343. A lot of great stuff ahead, including an interview we did with Neil, who is in the band's Oil and Scunthorpe Yobbs. Uh, We're going to be playing some of Scunthorpe Yobbs later in the show, and I think in an episode or two, probably two, beginning of the year, we'll play some Oil. made more sense to kind of highlight each, but separately, and so that's what we're going to do, just so you know, before we get there. But we got a great interview with Neil, we're going to talk to him about both bands coming up, so let's get right into it We are going to cover all the new stuff that we know of anyway that has come out recently and will be coming out. So I'm gonna start on the 10th which is gonna be the 11th actually I'm gonna mention on the 9th 13th Legion put out face first. They're a great band uh, from Hawaii. We're gonna be talking about them on an interview we do with bricks and mortar that I will probably be releasing this weekend as a bonus episode bonus it's gonna be almost it's gonna be a holiday holiday weekend why not throw yep. a bonus out there and it'll include the interview with bricks and mortar so uh the rest of my list will go to the 11th Disgrace land they released tweed which is an ep that'll be coming up on the next episode fury of five released cold day in hell featuring phil vibes of irate which is a single uphill struggle put out asphyxia on the 13th lily livers put out i don't want to wait for luck no more and that is a track that they put out that's on a compilation, but go check out Lily Livers. Chris C-R-I-S-E, in case I mispronounce that, they released Lonx. They are uh, from, uh, yeah, what's that area? I'm drawing a blank. Spain, uh, but not Spain. It's the area between Spain and France. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now.
0: Oh, man, I don't know.
1: I, I can always think of uskal area. that's how they pronounce it in the language, which I'm also drawing a blank on. I don't know, I'm being retarded right now. I'm <laughs> moving on. Great band, though. It's a great EP that's out on Tough Ain't Enough Records. I'm sure it'll pop into my head about halfway through this list. Einfach Grunde, which is uh, a band that you'll see on Little Willie Records, released a single called Watch Your Step, and that came out on the 14th. Chrome put out their first of the Exposure albums, this one being Red Exposure on the 15th. Got several releases on the 15th, so I'll let you know when we change to the next. The Franks put out Start Living Your Life, which is a 10-inch that you can go find on Longshot Music, as they are the revamped, renewed Longshot Music, a.k.a. L- LSM Vinyl, Mento Burrow, or Buru, sorry, Buru, Released East Bakersfield Christmas 2, I think it was six or seven Christmas tracks. I'll be playing that on the Christmas episode for Punkin' Worldwide coming out this weekend. Lawmaker put out a new single called Over the Edge. Negro Terror, yep, Negro Terror. They are putting out new music as Omar Higgins, as you know if you listen to our show and have for a while. He passed away, but I believe it's his brother if I'm not mistaken, is now doing vocals. And they released a new track called Shots Fired. So you can go check out new music from the guys in Negro Terror.
0: That's awesome.
1: The Lonely Surf put out Happiness, which is a single on Disconnect Disconnect Records. Off the Grid put out Off the Grid, which is an EP. Hygiene put out 15 Minute City, which is an EP on Static Shock Records. Gloves Off released Transparency, which is a single on Upstate Records. The Mad Splatter, released songs to murder your lovers by.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuzzy Dysfunction put out a single called Get Out, and it features Alex Hellcat, who we play on the show. Firepower, that is Al from Marching Orders and a bunch of dudes from Mob Mentality, if I'm not mistaken. And they put out a new one called Death Comes Quick, which is a LP. And I think that's out on Longshot Music as well. New York New Tone is a compilation put out by Root Down Sounds. Uh, it's cool uh, if you like New Tone ska. Uh, that is out. Go check it out. Hard Sell put out their vinyl, their uh, double vinyl, which I ordered mine. I can't remember if they have any left, but if you head over to their social medias quickly, you might because they put it up for order for pre-order as it were, because it's not going to ship out till after Christmas. But Uh, They may still have some if you want to get your double vinyl from Hard Cell. Then Death Row released Southport Beatdown on 1054 Records. Worker and Parasite put out uh, a single on Demos 3. It's called DeUnionize, which we'll be playing next week. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, it's an- another great track. We got so much to get to. Otherwise, I'd be playing some of these already because these bands are bands we play regularly, especially because they share their shit with us mm-hmm. when they're putting it out. But I've got a lot to get to, so you know, only certain amount of time slots. Uh, on the 16th, Evil Conduct put out their 10 tracks. No bullshit. I will be honest. I was really hoping for something amazing, and it's just a little bit less than amazing. And I only say that because out of the 10 tracks. I would say for sure two of them were like, meh, I would skip them. uh, After having listened to them now, going back through, I would probably skip a couple just because I was like, eh, I'm not really into those ones. So still great. A lot of other great tracks on there. I really love the track at the end, but uh, I don't know. And I, I, I'm not trying to come down on it. It's just one of those, you know, legendary band, Evil Conduct. has got something new out. Like a legendary band, Cox Bar is going to be putting out like April 4th or 5th. Their eighth and final studio album is coming out, so I'm super excited. And if it had tracks on there I wasn't a fan of, that's how I would be describing it right now. I'd be saying something like I just said. There are eight of the ten tracks or seven or eight, whatever, that I really like. And then there's just a couple that are like, meh, I would skip them next time I go through it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know how that goes. <laughs> I revisited the uh, blood clot EP that came out last year, Souls, mm-hmm. or maybe it was this year. I can't remember, but I remember I loved all of the EP except for two songs. One of which was the uh, "How Low Can a Punk Get" cover by the Bad Brains, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Uh, oh, John, no, this doesn't <laughs> work for you. It just sounds ridiculous." <laughs> And then, yeah, there was the, uh, the slower kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It just sounded like heavy alt-metal. It <laughs> sounded like old-school Blood Clot, like uh, from the Burn Babylon Burn album, their gotcha. first album, where it still sounded so 90s heavy rock-type shit. And it was uh, kind of cringy. <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: You know, I guess at least there yeah. are tracks that are enjoyable, but e- sometimes there's the ones that you're going to skip.
0: Exactly. The majority of the tracks on there are great, but those two just uh, keep it from making it a solid EP. So I know how that goes with some records.
1: Well, while we were sitting here discussing Blood Clot, Evil Conduct, and I'll even throw in Cox Bar, because I mentioned him, Basque. That is, it's Basque country and the language is Basque. That is what I was trying to think of when I was talking mm. about the band Crease. Uh, I don't know why my mind was drawn a blank. I can always, it I does that often with Basque. I don't know why. It's not that yeah. Basque is forgettable. It's I always remember the Uskal Heraria, which is what they call it in Basque. Yeah. But I, I, I forget what it is or what we would refer to it as in English or some other languages. So there you go. I remembered it. Now we're going back to the list. So we can get through it. It is The Wild Throats on the 16th putting out Voodoo Scream, which is an EP. Lily Livers, which released a split with uh, Hangover Shades and Vomit, and it's a double single. Oh, oh, sorry, not a split. It's a double single. So two tracks from the band, Hangover Shades and Vomit Pizza. I don't know why I was saying it that way. The week before, they released that other track, which was on the compilation. Then on a Polish label, Nick nik, and, and and W. The band, I think it's IL-62, but the L has like a slash through it, so I don't know what the fuck that is. And then the album's called Opus Opusazmi Babylon, and I have no idea if I'm getting those right, but check it out. That label puts out some cool hardcore stuff. You might like it. On the nineteenth, longshot odds put out torn, tattered, and screwed. It's a single, but it's a re-recorded version of something I believe they put out in 2018 or 2019. We'll go over more of that on the next episode because we're going to be talking about that one on the next episode. Then on the nineteenth, dog-eared released hygiene, which is a single. Battle Flask put out a single on the twentieth called Gas Hole. Mister, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and they sent it, it to me laugh. today. Today's the twentieth. That's when we're recording this, and. Uh, they sent it to me today. Episode is really full and I haven't even had a chance to go listen to it. I've been swamped since we did two interviews last week on Wednesday and Thursday. And I have been so busy uh, that I haven't even got those quite ready yet. Anyway, Mr. Irish Bastard on the 20th putting out The Parting Glass. Detrition putting out Naive, which is a single on Little Willie Records. Flirting with Disaster on the 21st, which is probably already out now because it's the 21st right now as we're talking in New Zealand where these guys are based out of. Find a Way is what they're releasing. Chrome on the 22nd is putting out their second of their exposures, the Blue Exposure. No Shelter and Mention are putting out a split on lower-class kids' records on the 22nd. Angel Face will be putting out self-titled Angel Face on Slovenly Records. On the 22nd as well, The Cavemen are putting out Cash for Scrap, which is an LP. Metric Fuckton are putting out I Told You, which is a single. And I know that Long Way to Go will be putting out 3, which is an EP, on the 1st. A couple other releases might be coming up before the end of the year. Noise, The Dead Rabbits, Concrete Elite split with Ultra Razia. The Mormons putting out They Watch, which is an EP. And then a split with Broken Bomb and chaos of society don't have any dates might be after the new year unclear but that's what i've got for the next little bit eric what do you got
0: uh not very much actually okay that's probably refreshing yeah uh just got a few uh releases coming out on the uh uh, or (laughs) shit have come out there was death row they released their southport beatdown ep Without peace, released Crash and Burn, and on the 18th, Massacrist. My friend Connor released Grind Code uh, uh, v one which is the Roman numerals for uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: for something. Look it up if you're curious. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a
0: I have a hard time remembering what each letter uh, stands for. I just know the last three is gonna is like 15, not 15, 16, because XV1 is. X is 10, V is 5, 1 is 1. M is
1: 1,000, but you didn't have M in there. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe D might be 100. So L means 50. Oh, no. Yeah, L is 50. Maybe is the D the 100? C is 100. Oh, then, fuck, I
0: don't know. C is 100. So L is uh, 50. So 50 plus 16, that's uh, 66. So (laughs) I think I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's uh, going to be 666, but while I'm looking that up, basically it's uh, uh, Connor Carlson, he's the singer and guitarist for Sac Religion, and this is his uh, one-man project, which is going on more, uh, uh, going more into crust punk territory. Okay, cool. Yeah, crust, grind, that sort of shit, it's actually, it's actually pretty awesome. Great. (laughs) Yep, and yes. It is 666. Nice. DCLXV1, it's 666. So so yeah, hundreds equals 600 equals DC. So DC is 600. Then tens LX, you know, that's 50 plus 10. So it's 60. And then the ones, V1, 6. There you go. So there you go. There's a lesson in uh, Roman numerology, which you... Uh, <laughs> Really didn't need to know, but yeah, we uh, picking up what you're laying down, Connor. <laughs> you little shit. Oh, boy. Ugh, this microphone is getting
1: lower. Well, we're getting into playing new stuff now, and Eric's going to kick it off as he does. What do you got for us to kick off the show?
0: Well, I got the uh, newest and latest. Well, okay, latest and last is what I meant to say, single from Nox A., I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't right. know. It's
1: capital N, capital O, capital X, lowercase e. Yep, Noxie. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna go with that too. Yep, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, Noxie—they are a uh, sort of a, a sort of garage punk band. You know, we'll just say it like that. But they got more to their uh, sound. We'll get to that in a minute. They formed in uh, Potsdam, Germany, in uh, 2019, and had since appeared on a few compilations before releasing their demo tape in 2019. And it's like post-punk infused surf rock with the little increments of sounds that are reminiscent of the late, um, the late seventies more zany punk rock bands. We'll say this like a singer's vocal. Uh, uh, what's her name? It's a uh, cloud. Yeah, cloudy, cloudy. Okay. Yeah, her vocal inflections uh, remind me of uh, of Michael Algar from Toy Dolls. Oh, nice. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't sound like him at all. Like uh, if you listen to toy dolls, you know how uh, <laughs> Algar sounds. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: we're going crazy.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but no, how she sounds—it's uh, she sounds. We'll say this: it's like Mike Algar meets uh polystyrene from okay. X-ray specs. That's uh, that's sort of what I get from her voice, and it's uh, and it's not like it's it's not bad. I really like it, and and yeah, the music. Is uh, it's been compared to the likes of a bikini kill and uh also old school 60s surf rock. I describe it as like b52s meets riot girl, okay. And their genre they actually self imply as riot soul. All right, right. that's a that's a way to put it. (laughs) I mean, if that's what you is that if that is what you call yourself, then I can't argue because I can't think of a better name (laughs) riot soul. And yeah, it, it shows because Cloudy's lyrics double down on the, ladder, on the ladder with lyrics promoting like feminism and women's rights and slandering uh, misogynists. Uh, the first LP, Finders Keepers, is chock full of that sociopolitical commentary, even referencing the original Riot Girl movement from the 90s. Okay. And, and yeah, unfortunately, like I said, they're calling it quits. They announced that they will be playing their final show on the 29th of this month. However, they are not leaving without a parting gift, and that is their final EP, Ate Logo, which translates from Portuguese as See You Later. Why Portuguese? I don't fucking know. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they have a. So, yeah, it's uh, three songs on there, and they're all good, but I wanted to choose. I chose Vicious Circle because it has a riff reminiscent of a lot of garage punk while uh, Cloudy Talk sings through most of it, but it shifts about halfway through to more simple punk riffs and more traditional vocals. You'll see what I mean when you hear it. So here's Vicious Circle, one of the last from Noxie. some fun stuff and yeah you could go back and listen to the rest of their uh releases and it sounds relatively the same some of it hits harder some of it's a little softer and but it's all good everything i heard i really liked so uh Noxe. i'm sorry for multiple times of <laughs> probably mispronouncing it so if this uh if this gets back to you then uh feel free to email us or uh, send us a message and tell us how exactly we're supposed to pronounce this name right. or if it's just an anagram, like if it's N O X E. Yeah. Or I, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know is that you guys kicked ass and, uh, uh hope your future musical endeavors, if and there are, all do well. Uh, but yeah, check out the rest of their uh, discography. It's all on their band camp. You can find it all there. It's, it's kick ass. It's really kick ass. Awesome. Well, next, uh, we got a bunch of new tracks
1: on this episode and the next one. Like I said, got a lot that have been shared, uh, bands that we're going to play. So we're going to jump right into a band from France. They're from Bois Colombes uh, slash Asnieris. It's Bois. Bois. Bois Colombes Asnieris. There we go. Asnieris, uh, I think. Yeah. They released an album, Rien Ne pure Effacer, which translates to Nothing Can Erase. Uh, the band released that on Dirty Punk Records. I don't know the exact release date. I know on the Rebellion shop, if you were pre-ordering it there, it showed pre-order starting on September 25th. But unless it came out within the last week, because I've recently played this on Punk Noir Worldwide, too, but a different track, uh, it's not available digitally yet. So October-November release, maybe, uh, you might already have the, the vinyl version, I'm not sure. Uh, if you're over there in Europe, you should definitely get it. It is maybe considered a mini-LP, as there are eight tracks, but very cool nonetheless. Uh, this episode, we're going to be playing a different track than I played over on Punkadoy Worldwide, and that track is Venin, which translates to Venom in English. Uh, the band RAS 84 is a sequel to the band RAS, which was uh, out, I believe, started like mid-80s, hence the 84, and <laughs> uh, created a new lineup in 2019, and now they're creating new stuff, which is what we get here. So they shared it with us. I'm going to share something with you here on the punk cast. Let's do it. Here's Venom from RAS 84.
2: Y'a des voyous dans tous les bars À soin c'est
4: du putain de liberté Ils vont se lâcher, ils vont violer
0: is pretty damn cool. Venon from RAS 84. Yeah, not to be confused with RAS.
1: Right. <laughs> fuckers can't decide on a name. <laughs> <laughs> lineup has changed. New name. Uh Just like in the interview, we're going to be talking to Neil. He's going to tell us about a lineup change with oil, right? And he talks about... With the new lineup of oil, they added the umlaut above the O, so it's a subtle difference, but still, you know, a similarity to basically say, hey, we were this band, but a subtle (laughs) difference to say, but we're now this band. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you cheeky bastards. (laughs) So same thing there with RAS 84. Uh, You can go check out back catalog there of RAS. Good stuff there. That new release is great. You can go find it on Rebellion Shop, look it up, Dirty Punk Records. That is for a vinyl copy. Again, I'm not sure when you would be able to listen to it. Otherwise, other than listening to that track here or going over to Punk oil Worldwide and listening to one of those episodes uh, released last weekend. So, now we're moving from France to Mexico, to Tampico Madero, in Mexico for the band Los Brewers. Uh, I was planning on playing this band coming up on Punk Noir Worldwide. Got to get through Canada, uh, helping like mid to late January, and then you got the United States, so it's going to be a long time before I get there, so happy to play Los Brewers now, and then whenever we get to Mexico there, you know we'll be playing Los Brewers then as well. They released a series of singles, I think five, maybe six, throughout 2023. I don't know if multiples were on the same dates, but they're not all on the same date, that's for sure. Their newest one came out on August 21st. Uh, they sent us a message on November 30th to get their music on our radar. It already was, but I didn't know when I was going to include it. But now we're including it here. So thank you to them. The band's been a band since 2010. If you go look on their social medias, they have a bunch of flyers of shows that they're going to be performing in. So definitely being active right now. Obviously the new songs. Uh, the one from the 21st, that single is called Vida Underground. So underground life, Life underground. You know, because Vida is life in Spanish or yeah. Portuguese. Uh, and then you got Underground, which is very English. I don't know if that's the same thing in Spanish or not, but that's what it seems to be. So let's check out those brewers. Here we go with a new track from them. Spanish going on there,
0: yeah. <laughs> Thirteen years ain't hasn't done much to uh, uh, sour these guys' taste,
1: right? <laughs> Good stuff there, Los Brewers, which I was I thought was weird when I first came across him. It looks like a Finnish flag to me, you know, white with the blue
0: yeah kind of cross
1: to the side, which is uh, I thought was. P- strange, because I thought Los Brewers—that's a Finnish band with a Spanish name—but then come to find out, the band was from Tampico, Madero, which, uh, when I looked that up, that only existed in Mexico. And then I saw the shows that they were playing, and they were playing shows in Mexico. So, uh, and I've seen pictures of the band; they definitely look more Mexican than Finnish.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not enough uh, blonde hair and pale skin to uh, <laughs> to. Yeah, got to conclude that.
1: Yeah, they look like they get better sun maybe year-round.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, not exactly sure why, but cool. Nonetheless, if you look up their singles, they have that Los Brewers with what appears, and obviously it could mean something totally different. I didn't actually pull up a Finnish flag to compare to make sure it's identical by any means. Maybe there's a slight difference or something to it, but uh, on first look, that's what it seemed to me. So... There you go. Uh, Good stuff, though, from those brewers. I'll be playing more over on Punkanoid Worldwide. We are going to get to some older, lesser-known stuff. Got a Christmas track. Got some live shows to talk about. Eric's got an album to talk about. And then we're going to be getting to some Schoonthorpe-Yob's tracks and an interview with Neil. There you go. You know what's
0: coming. So, Eric, what do you got? Well, you want to talk about older and lesser known? This is about as lesser known as it gets. <laughs> the only way that you can really uh, look these guys up is if you look up their name, SLC Hardcore Live. <laughs> the band in question is Massacre at the Wake. Now, this was a band that I was turned, to, uh, turned on to by uh, my Facebook friend, Jason Cowell. He uh, messaged me and was saying, like, uh, hey, I have some music in my uh, backlog that I, uh, that I wrote and performed within the last 30 years, <laughs> and it would be awesome if you guys plugged it on the podcast. I can send you the files. All right, send me the files. <laughs> so, he sent me the files to uh, this hardcore band that he was in called Climb, and they also had a, uh, one of their albums, only one album out on all the streaming platforms, but he gave me their first, uh, first LP the uh oh god live in the now Right. i keep wanting to say live with what you create i'm like no that is a three year album <laughs> <laughs> that's something different different times different type of band anyway so yeah live in the now give me all uh six of those tracks uh, actually i think it's seven i forget how many there are but anyway you gave me all of those uh give me all of those tracks i gave him a listen and i listened to the reborn ep or EP, LP, which was their second album. And there is a whole lore behind that. I got I got the inside scoop from Jason. He was telling me the history of all of that band, Climb. But we're not going to be talking about Climb just yet. That's going to come later. What I am going to talk about is their, uh, the band that they founded uh, sort of alongside slash in the wake of Climb after they uh, departed. And Massacre at the Wake was a band that uh, yeah, that Jason uh, formed and they are unmistakably hardcore. And that makes sense given that climb was definitely leaning way more into the metal spectrum, but this one is the, yeah, their demo is the way to go. If you want to get that hardcore fix these tracks, yeah, they never saw the light of day, at least not online, <laughs> except for, uh, when you can stream the whole EP, it's all in one 20 or so minute long video on the SLC hardcore YouTube page. Cool. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I got them straight from Jason, and the one I wanted to plug is Rock Your Body. Yeah, I know how that sounds, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it starts off with this, like, crawling, atonal Slayer-style riff, and it doesn't take long to get brash and s- start slamming some serious riffs. And the lyrics, according to their singer Sean, was written from the perspective of a serial killer oh nice yeah and it was also based on a poem which he wrote in high school so that kind of that kind of explains the whole (laughs) rock your body thing it was all these sort of uh, love centered poems but with a nice little twist in there so (laughs) so yeah this is Rock Your Body by Massacre at the Wake I loved it Leaning a bit more on, it leans a bit on the metal side, but not too much to where it can't be, uh, you know, seen as a hardcore song. Right. Mostly because of those chugs. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, really, uh, yeah, really loved that, uh, inside scoop. There are a couple more songs that, uh, Jason sent me, but I just like that one the most. Yeah. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I like that so yeah i like that one and there will be more on the matter with the uh, hardcore band climb um yeah but that will be a little bit later and uh but it's kind of a history lesson like i said what jason gave me a pretty extensive history (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and i like to be thorough so but more on that later folks (laughs) well next up we got the band Bach Feets
1: boys i think they're from uh, <laughs> Utrecht in the Netherlands, so it is, I'm sure it's Dutch. Uh, looks like, okay, that makes more sense. Buckfeets boys. Backfeeds boys, okay. So, cargo bike boys is what that translates to from Dutch. And they actually have a song, uh, I don't recall exactly. I, I looked it up to see exactly what it meant, and I don't recall offhand, but something about Nazis can't ride in my cargo bike or something like that. And I thought, huh, that's that's a, a strange song, but cool. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want him to ride in my cargo bike either if I had one. <laughs> yeah, those are some
0: strange stand- standards that you're setting.
1: <laughs> right. But the band's name is the Cargo Bike Boys. So there we go. Makes sense. Maybe that means something else, uh, you know, as far as a direct translation goes. But uh, – Nonetheless, I mean, is a cargo bike, is that a scooter, or is a cargo bike like a motorcycle with a side cart, or is it a motorcycle that has, like, really big cargo containers on the side, like, a, what's a cargo bike?
0: What I think is, like, a cargo bike is one of those, uh, uh, not exactly uh, a mechanical one, just a regular bike, but it has a uh, platform on the back to where you can carry crates. okay. Yeah, that's what, and that's something that's pretty common over in Europe that I've seen is uh, people uh, carrying, their, carrying their groceries on the back of their bikes. Gotcha. Because a lot of met- uh, metropolis areas, you know, you have to walk to the grocery store and like... And
1: find parking. Yeah. Th- those kind of things, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, not even find parking. Like, you got to walk down the street and carry your groceries back.
1: Right, well, yeah, oh. what I mean is uh, by... You're either doing that, you're not really driving a car because the finding the parking, the... Uh, navigating around, the roads are more narrow and all those things. So it makes sense. Like you said, you're probably walking to somewhere that's close, but if you have a little bit further to go and you need a motorized vehicle, if you're not using public transportation, see, I tell people... You know, I don't really live in a great area for public transportation, but if I were, I'd hate to go grocery shopping and, you know, it'd have to be like small amounts, which would mean I'd be grocery shopping almost daily. Because if I wanted to grocery shop for a week or so for my household, it's way too many fucking groceries to be carrying and trying to lug around on the bus or something like that. Yeah. So in this instance, got a little sidetracked there. Uh, the Cargo why, Bike Boys. Uh go to the corner stores. <laughs> it makes sense that they, they would have a bike to ride and be able to store the cargo. So, Bachfiets Boys, they are a band, like I said, from Utrecht in Netherlands on September 2nd of 2004. Yes, way back in 2004. It's almost 20 years ago. It's a little over 19 years ago. Uh, they released Naderpunk Gat Door, which... Basically translates to Nader Punk continues, which I don't know exactly what that means. But I did come across that album on Bandcamp a while back. Been wanting to play it as uh, I thought it was really cool. I think they have a great sound. We're gonna check out a track from it. It's called Punk Rock Mode Show. So uh, we'll see what you think. Here goes. we <laughs> you say it or how you listen to it being said,
0: it kind of sounds like Backstreet Boys. (laughs) But I would not want to be listening to the Backstreet Boys. Well, then maybe they will just have to play a song that sort of sounds like, I want it that way. (laughs) Maybe there was one on there, I'd have to
1: go back and listen, but this is one, I I liked it, it was fast, kind of had an 80s punk sound to it almost, though, it came out in 2004, kind of that hardcore punk sound, and I thought it was really cool. Good stuff. It was a, a fun find, uh, and I have a few others over the next... might take a month before I get to all of them because uh, kind of peppering them in as I can. Because we get so much other cool stuff shared with us, so I'm trying to get all that stuff on there. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we're we not falling short of anything. <laughs> no, no. We got plenty, including uh, a couple more weeks of holiday tracks, including this one. It's almost Christmas. By the time you hear our next episode, it will have been Christmas. So I figured, why not a Christmas song? And during Christmas, some people like Christmas, some people don't like Christmas, right? And so I thought I would throw one in from the Cribs called I Don't Care for Christmas. (laughs) For any of you that that is your attitude towards the holiday, you know what? There's something out there for you. For all the Scrooges out there, where you haven't forgotten you. Right. Bands are making the great tracks. We're going to play them. It's the Cribs featuring the Machino, it came out on Damn Nations December 2023. If you're unfamiliar, go over to Damn It Records on Bandcamp. They release on the first of every month. their Damn Nations. There's 10 tracks, unreleased tracks from bands. And in December's edition, we're all uh, holiday tracks. And so I'll be playing a couple of those this weekend for Punkin' Or Worldwide, but I figured I would play one here as well. For the reason I have already told you, it came out on December 1st. Let's get to the cribs. It's I Don't Care for Christmas.
2: My mates, big man suit bein' Rudolph's here, sitting on Santa's knee. Oh, oh, I don't care. I don't oh, care. Waffle, I don't care. Waffle, I don't care. I don't oh, care. I don't oh, care. Talk don't you. You days of yule. Mind, friend. You act a fool. You think again? Out of tune, arrows. That's my No oh, folks Hold her six Fuck all I don't care Fuck all, I don't care Fuck I not care Fuck I don't care Just once a year He eats your pies and drinks your beer Have you been bad or have you been good? Fuck off Santa just like you should Dolly, Saint Nick and Rudolph too We don't really want you So fuck you, fuck you, fuck you My Christmas trees You are not share Shit you don't need Spansy dress The wear I look a, mess. a cut hair. The crap on TV
1: That fuck off. You don't care about this, that, whatever. That's fine.
0: <laughs> That's fine. I'll just uh, not invite you over for the <laughs> for the food. By the way, who is the Machino?
1: Uh, I don't know which one the Machino was. <laughs> maybe he's just doing the the vocals there, or maybe he was doing the lead. It's been a while since I listened to the Cribs. I don't know, but <laughs> the track features the Machino. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Machino. Well, it's that Bert Kreischer, I am the Machino. <laughs>
1: there you go, nice. Uh, we are at that time in the show.
0: Uh, we still got to get to
1: that interview, so we're going to get to and through quickly here. Uh, some Eric Saw show. He's going to talk about some other shows on our next episode too. But uh, quickly go over some
0: upcoming shows so we can get to the album because Eric's got a lot to say about his album as well. Yes, indeed, I do. Um, so yeah, I'm only going to talk about one of the three shows that I attended in the last week because at time of recording this, well, uh, holidays are kind of impeding on the, uh, the ways that go around here. (laughs) (laughs) So I figure instead of overloading you with information on three shows, I'm going to split it up over the next two. So the first one I want to talk about is the show that I attended not last Monday, but the Monday before where the mighty possessed was playing at aces high awesome yeah possessed the founders of death metal some may say it was death but uh possessed (laughs) coined the term death metal before that they have a song awesome you can see it (laughs) just as much as venom (laughs) are the founders of black metal for doing the same thing years prior (laughs) awesome so so yeah possessed man they were they were fun um uh, but what can i say about the other bands that played well i got their only in time to see the last two, possessed, and the other one being uh, Nunslaughter, and Nunslaughter was uh, was pretty fun. That's some great, uh, some great fucking black metal, and I was I was having fun just up front, headbanging, even though I had no idea what the songs were. <laughs> you know, I could I couldn't differentiate between them, but some of them were just getting way into it more more than me, and that's really what's that's really what's important, right? Yep. However, the uh, the main reason uh, everybody was there was to see Possessed and how did Possessed go with uh, Barry Fisk, wheelchair bound, singing singing the old metal classics. It was pretty good. You uh, know, Possessed was Possessed just fucking kill. Or uh, I'm sorry, I said the I said the wrong name. Jeff Becerra. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Becerra is the wheelchair bound singer. Okay. So yeah, hitting all those uh, fucking gutturals. Talked with him a little bit, and he was a he was a really cool dude. Wearing that nice little eye patch on his head. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, they played they played a lot of the classics around there. They did a uh, uh, they did some hits from Seven Churches, but unfortunately, I didn't get to hear the title track. Oh, the one that I wanted to listen to the most. <laughs> yeah, a, of course, they played death metal. They closed with that one, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, overall, the overall, the show was pretty fucking great. And Jeff, I got to hand it to him, even though he is uh, not able to stand on his two legs, quite literally. He's still he still pelted it out. He was still like giving all these weird faces to the audience and like sticking the mic out there like you got to sing with me as well. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was happy that I went. I wish I could have seen the whole show, but, you know. I was uh, busy recording one of these episodes. Right. <laughs> yeah, because of the damn month, we've been having to switch around our damn schedules, so it's, it's yeah been weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been managing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it on the uh, shows. I'll talk about the other two uh, next time. Excellent. <laughs> and they were a lot more exciting.
1: Well, we got a couple shows. I'll go through mine. Eric will go through his real quick. Uh, Shamebanger, Head Honcho, and Dead Streets are playing this Friday, the twenty second. At Southgate Roller Rink, I believe, where is this? Uh, This has got to be Portland, I assume. Uh, Where is Rat City Recon? Uh, Where is Southgate Roller Rink? I think this is in Portland. So, Oh, no, Seattle. Is it Seattle? Fuck, I don't know. Somewhere (laughs) up there in the Northeast. Go check out deadstreets.pnw if you want to find out. I think it's in Seattle uh and, and you can go check out those bands but they'll they'll have some other shows some other details on some other shows those are d- uh dead streets final shows of the year their other one will be on 26th and that one is Seattle area punk show and it's at lucky liquor in tuckwilla washington that'll be on the 26th and dead streets will be playing with rbnx and Uh, liability liability uh, or sorry, RBNX is from New York. So you got to go check them out. So New York shows, I think that uh, it's uh, $10 before eight, $15 after eight, all ages show. And it is a 21 and older show on that first one, 18 bucks. So there you go. Uh, It should be a Seattle area show. And next up, we have one more on the 22nd. And this show is if you are in, Old Town, so Old Town, what is that usually, I think that's like San Diego, but it might be uh, LA area. Anyway, if you're Southern California, go look up the Briggs LA, because you can go see uh, Takey, Take Warning, Overexposure, and Total Massacre, who we had on the show uh, a while back. Uh, Those bands will be playing at Old Town Pub December 22nd. It's a $10 show. Doors are at 8 p.m. and Old Town Pub, 66 Fair Oaks Avenue. In case I'm giving you the incorrect area, uh, Take Warning is going to be doing uh,
0: looks like an
1: Operation Ivy covers something uh, like that.
0: I was just gonna say like Take Warning, and of course the first thing that comes to my head is Take Warning. Yeah. Take Warning. <laughs> do, 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 do,
1: do. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it looks like, take warning, are Rebel Truce and Joey Briggs combined, maybe, and they're, it's an Operation Ivy cover band. So that's who you'll get to see, plus Total Massacre, like I said, we've had them on the show, so go check that one out if you're in that area. Uh, two other quick ones to mention, another band we've had on the show, Wake of Humanity. Uh, they are going to be playing a last show of the, new year, the year, and it's a New Year's show because it's New Year's Eve, that they'll be playing December thirty first from seven to eleven p.m. It's at Lucky Liquor, and Lucky Liquor, I believe, is probably up somewhere near the band. They're a Tacoma band. Uh, you'll also get to see Kodak Courage, uh, Gone Wrong, and Ratcage. Some of those are hard to read. Gone Wrong's from Vermont, so uh, definitely a band coming quite a ways. Ratcage from Olympia. It's ten dollars before eight p.m., fifteen dollars after eight. All Ages show. Go check them out at Lucky Liquor. A great band there, Wake of Humanity. We like those guys. And finally, one that'll be in the new year, Friday, January 8th. You can go see Finney McConnell of the Mahones performing the songs of Shane McGowan. Kind of figure I'd make that mention just as Eric on the last few episodes have been kind yeah. of paying
0: tribute to Shane McGowan and the Pogues. Yeah, the last two have been a... Yeah, they've all been dedicated to Shane.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you can go see... Finney McConnell, if you would like, uh, it's going to be at Front Room, 6 to 8 p.m. That is 408 Queen Street West, the Mahones, uh, it, Toronto, it looks like, uh, yeah, that'll be in Toronto. That's
0: where Front Room is located. So go check that one out. That's all I got. Eric, what do you got? Well, I got a few shows to plug. Uh, there are two on the 22nd, one of which will be at Urban Lounge. That's going to be Iceburn, Eagle Twin, and Dunn. If you three, if you know any of those three bands, you know that those walls are gonna be fucking shaking. Because <laughs> I mean a uh, uh, gentry who is the uh, singer of and guitarist of Iceburn and Eagle Twin and also done now, he is got a lot of amps. A lot of amps, <laughs> <laughs> and he loves to make the he makes a loves to make the earth shake. So, that's awesome. Yeah, and all three of those bands are fucking kick ass. However, I will not be attending that. But before, uh, but yeah, let's get all the details here. The doors are at seven. Show is at eight. It's like I said, going to be on the twenty second. Going to be starting around uh, I think seven or eight p.m. That's kind of a yeah, that's kind of a fair assumption. And tickets are only uh, $12. Cool. Yeah, $12. But that's not counting the fees. Uh, of course, if you buy at the door, it'll probably be like $15, maybe. We'll see. Uh, the show that I'm going to be attending is on the is at Ace's High Saloon. Where else? <laughs> and that's going to feature Endless Struggle, All Systems Fail, Yalto Miklan, and Filth Lords. Nice. And that one's going to be $15. Starts at 8 p.m., and I want to go to this one mostly because my friend Tyler Barani will be playing his debut show with Endless Struggle as their drummer. Oh, cool. So, yeah, he's come a long way from just being the, uh, uh, just being the hired gun from X amount of bands. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got two main bitches that he's working on. The second is Bloodstar. Awesome. And, yeah, Bloodstar has been way busy this last year. So good for them. And, oh, God, I guess there's a third show to plug on the 22nd. This one's going to be at Kilby Court. That's Dying Wish, Boundaries, Foreign Hands, and Roman Candle. Let me uh, see what all the details are on that one. And While just- you do that, real quick, I just came across another show.
1: Uh, the band No Time, their new LP, is amazing. They're going to be in York, Pennsylvania. They're from Pittsburgh. They'll be playing with Boston's Cinderblock and No Heads and then the Slads from Philly. If you want to go check out that show on December 29th, it is a 7 o'clock show. Uh, Go follow the bands if you want to get more on uh, the... It's Skid Row Garage. There we go. That's the name of the venue. Skid Row Garage in York, PA. $12 in advance, $15 day
0: of show. All right, Eric. Did you find your details? No, not really. It's not on the... uh, (laughs) It's not on the fucking... uh, yeah, God the website. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's not on the uh website. But then again, I'm not seeing I must have uh I must have overlooked something because the Dying Wish uh uh tour was mostly in November and ended at the beginning of uh December. So so yeah, scratch all that information I just said. Okay, fair enough. Uh but anyway, on the 31st, um we're gonna be celebrating a f- a phenomenal new year with Midnight, Night Demon, and Visigoth at Aces. You're gonna to want to get your tickets to that one. It's gonna be a fucking party. I'll be there. I haven't seen Midnight yet. I love Midnight. I think they are fucking awesome. Blackened rock and roll. And of course, it's fitting for a band of that moniker to be playing a New Year's show, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, $30 advance, 35-day-of-show, and it's going to start at 8 p.m., and that's a way to end the new year, suckers. Well, let's get to your great cover-to-cover album now. Oh, yeah, and uh, quickly, because goddamn, have I got a lot to say about <laughs> this one. So, yeah, what album do I have now that I'm going to talk about? It's probably the, uh, probably the most well-known hardcore punk band of all time, Next to Black Flag. <laughs> right? This is the other one from the other side of the country. They formed in 1976 in Washington, D.C. They began as a band, as a jazz fusion group called Mind Power until their friend introduced them to punk rock and changed their name accordingly as well as their as their sound, which was inspired by the Ramones song, although separate accounts according to their guitarist. <clears throat> say that the term bad in black lingo means good and brains relates to provoking thought. Okay. So bad brains, that's, um, that's some good fucking mind you got there, <laughs> bud. So yes, <laughs> we're talking about the motherfucking bad brains. First time I talked about them on this show. I've only been doing this for, what is it, four years now? Almost five? I think it's been five years. Yeah, four and a half years. Five years this July. Anyway, anyway, I've got, these, I've got these guys tattooed on my leg. I figure it's about time they get their just desserts. I'm talking <laughs> about Black Flag, talking about Minor Threat, talking about Slapshot, talking about Dick Kennedy's multiple times. So, yeah, Bad Brains, it's your turn. So, yeah, here's a, here's a brief skit on uh, Bad Brains. What more can be said? They attempted to do what was graphed together their technical skill from learning the stylings of Parliament Funkadelic and Sly and the Family Stone, Cool in the Gang—that's what they were trained in—to like the spastic manic energy of punk rock, much how the uh, Clash and the Ruts and all the two-tone ska bands had done. You know, would you know, just uh, bring in some uh, Caribbean steam into it, right? But these guys did it in a uh, slower way. Which is ironic, because what Bad Brain set out to do, apart from uh, you know, what of just being uh, themselves, was also to be the fastest band. <laughs> and that was like the idea of surpassing the Ramones, who at the time held the crown for the most BPMs on record. Right. So, enter Bad Brains with their first round of songs, How Low Can a Punk Get, Super Touch Shit Fit, and their seminal, Pay to Come. The ones that... The one that everyone likes to try to sing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, they and yeah, Pay Be Come became their very first single, which was released in 1980. And what would follow in 1982 was the widely considered most important hardcore recording ever, their self-titled debut album, nicknamed also aptly as the Roar Cassette as it was recorded under Neil Cooper's cassette-based label Rar, which is R-O-I-R. Royer? I don't know. And it's 35 minutes of unhinged hardcore punks spliced together with reggae dubs emboldened with lyrics criticizing the political climate, the misgivings from their immediate surroundings, and secular messages propelled by their commitment to Rastafarianism. So that's where the Caribbean inspiration is coming in. Specifically in their songs Ja Calling, I leaving Babylon and their most famous reggae hit, I love,
4: I love, Aja.
0: <laughs> the themes all flow together and the music will drastically different in certain points. It never feels out of place because it's so genuine. Their words and energy behind the, uh, behind them were truly honest and that's what the punks needed to hear. This album resonated with the youth of to such a degree that the scene on the East Coast just fucking exploded with bands riding their coattails. That's awesome. Yep. In case you haven't noticed, John Joseph really loves them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, songs like I Don't Need It, The Regular, FVK, Fearless Vampire Killers, and Pay to Come all wrap around to the theme of rejecting the status quo and not allowing, not allowing t- yourself to be Influenced by toxic outward remedies. Others are more specific, like uh, Sailing On is about moving forward and leaving people out of your life who have wronged you in the past. Attitude is the anthem of keeping that PMA.
3: Yeah, we got that PMA.
0: Right? Uh, It's a great one. And Big Takeover is a slight against the neo-Nazis still congregating in the U.S., No one did this show for the shower. (laughs) Was not even touched by the washcloth. Just another Nazi scheme. And the reggae tracks, they all dig into their Rastafarian beliefs. Leaving Babylon is about rejecting the material world in order to achieve salvation. And yeah, in Rastafarianism, that is what they always refer to Babylon as like the... uh, our surrounding world, the toxic world that is just uh, impeding our minds and clouding our brains. Right. Yep. And they're mo- yeah, their most famous. I love Ija is about maintaining that spiritual mindset in said world. But they have one song that's about personal reflection. It's a send up to all the clubs in DC that barred them from performing ever again due to overtly violent nature of their fans. It's my favorite fucking song, crank up that dial. It's fucking banned in DC. listen to that on full blast Uh, yes right yeah crank that up if you didn't go the fuck back and crank up that dial and listen (laughs) to it again there is no other way to listen to that
4: my (laughs) friends
0: oh man yeah that song just yeah after that just radiating yeah from fucking hr paul hudson (laughs) i'm just like ready to start slamming my face into fucking people oh god (laughs) And yeah, that was the feeling that was emanated from uh from their fans of old. Uh, multiple accounts they're just saying like how much of a connection was made from seeing Bad Brains live. It was unlike it was unlike any other experience. I'm like, "Well, great. Wish I was there, man." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Anyway, Yes, uh, so yeah, Band of D.C. That's my favorite Bad Brain song, fucking hands down. I can't, I can't shake it. <laughs> so what else uh, should I have uh, covered on this album? Like uh, all their albums are, all their songs are fucking hits on this thing. Do I just uh, go the sweet little reggae route and just play the uh, I don't know the Jacques Colling interlude? <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to keep it. Uh, I want to keep the energy up. So I went with. Uh, I decided to touch on Super Touch, Shit Fit. And that was one of their earliest songs that they had written alongside uh, Pay to Come and How Low Can a Punk Get. And knowing that, as I'm listening to it, it is testament to how ahead of the game they were. The music was consistent of fast rock and roll riffs, with their guitarist Dr. No throwing some striking leads and downstroking guitar riffing over slowed-down rhythms that would be adopted later on by hardcore and thrash bands alike and need to remind you before we play it this song was written in 1978 right written recorded in 82 but written in 78 so keep that in mind when you're listening to this this is super touch shit fit Again, seventy-eight. This is them coming off the heels of the likes of uh, the Ramones and the Dead Boys and the Stranglers, shit like that. Right? Yeah, you had, people had no idea what was coming to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think most everyone knows, uh, but that Bad Brains never again reached these heights. Interband conflicts began to arise. The boys, especially HR, took a far more strict stance on their beliefs, which ostracized them from the scene, citing be. And also with HR specifically, they were citing behavior of homophobia and misogyny. And he himself was on again, off again with the band over the next few years and their subsequent releases, and even at one point took his brother, Earl, their drummer, with him. And the albums themselves did not live up to the audience expectations. Rock for Light came to be when uh, Rick Cassick from The Cars approached them with the intent of making a real Bad Brains record, I quote. They recycled songs from their, uh, from their debut, as well as unreleased demos, and it functioned more as a compilation of songs with worse production values, despite it being professionally recorded. <laughs> the thin production just stripped the songs of their energy that once was beset in their first album. You heard the first album! <laughs> just imagine all the energy, gone. All the excitement, just gone. Thanks, Rick. Anyway... <laughs> However, this did prove profitable as it garnered major label attention from uh, both Elektra and Island Records. But HR was having none of it, citing his distrust for the label execs. I'm like, "Eh, okay, most anyone can say that. And it once again resulted in him quitting and taking on his solo career with Earl. However, once that tanked, they reconciled and agreed to create a new album, which was the widely acclaimed Eye Against Eye. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that is that is regarded as like the second best Bad Brains album by most. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But again, another story. Over the next few decades, there would be multiple disbandments and reunions, new releases, re-releases, a few shows here and there with each one getting worse and worse. <laughs> Many accounts stating that there is no more excitement in their music and or performances. And that there's now a major disconnect with what, That wasn't an issue before. And I got to cite Al Burrill from SSD Control. Uh, He said in in an interview about Bad Brains that they should have been the biggest crossover band of all time, but their personalities were too fucked up. (laughs) Got too big for their own heads, I suppose. Uh, But that doesn't uh, doesn't dissuade me from uh, always listening to the music. Again, these guys are tattooed on me. They had such a fucking impact in my life as they did many others, even though I am well past, the, well past the time of listening to them while they were in their prime, so I don't know what that experience is like. The closest I could get is just uh, putting on that fucking uh, self-titled LP, the Roar Cassette, I guess, now it's the Roar LP, <laughs> and, and yeah, just fucking getting into it, it's, it still fucking excites me. Every time bat every time Band of DC comes on, I'm just like, I'm ready to fucking punch people. <laughs> okay, not not just any people, just the 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 people I hate. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so that's that's bad brains. Got that out of the way. We'll we'll revisit them in a uh, in due course, I guess. Maybe when they put out something good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's a low blow. They do have a back catalog of great shit. Check out their Black Dots album. That's a compilation of all their demos. Nice. Yeah, and it's uh, it's rough, but it's killer.
1: Awesome. Well, we're at that time. We're going to do an interview, but before we do, we're going to play a track, uh, Scunthorpe Yobs. We will let Neil tell us more about the band here in just a moment. Played them over on punkadoy Worldwide. Now we're going to play some here. As we do, we're going to play a track from their album they released called We Are The Yobs." They released that August 14th is when people can go listen to it, but... The vinyl came out on November 17th through No Front Teeth Records. So if you want to get yourself a vinyl, head over to No Front Teeth Records. And then on August 14th, or at least since then, you can go find it wherever you can find your digital sources of music. Uh, Neil is great. Neil also is a part of Oil, which uh, at the beginning of the interview, he's going to talk about Oil. Uh, I'm going to save playing Oil over on... Uh, maybe a couple episodes from now, as I did play and feature, which we will talk briefly about, uh, the band Oil, along with another band, uh, Levi Meredith. But that's for uh, the story to be told during the interview, so we'll get there here in a moment. <laughs> yeah, save the juice, Dustin. <laughs> the band also features band members of Bladder Bladder Bladder, Smogtown, Oil, the Generators, The Randoms, Gross Polluter, The Feelers, Trust Fund Babies, Smash the Granny, Outsiders, The Shrinks, and of course Drizzles. So a lot of guys in the band have played in a lot of other bands. If you like Scunthorpe Yobbs, there's a lot of other bands I just gave you. You can go check out a handful of those we've played on the show before. And we should probably check out more of them and probably play more of them between this show and Puckin' Worldwide. Now, I think we played Kosh the Posh recently over on uh, Insta- uh, Punganoi Worldwide. So we're going to play Quid's In" now, followed by Bright Lights at the end of the interview, but that'll be in about an hour. So enjoy the interview. Neil's coming up. Here we go with some new Scunthorpe jobs.
0: To have you. Thank you for having me.
1: And oil, along with oil, Scunthorpe Yobs. Am I Correct. saying that yes. right? That sound—it's a very British. When you guys first put that out, I could see all the band members. You know where their bands that they were from and such, <sighs> and I thought. That sounds just like an English thing, but they're all from California.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got
1: the, We we all live
5: in the LA area, but um, Mick, who's our singer, he's 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 from um, he's from England. Awesome, and he came up with the name and all that. So yeah,
1: well, you can tell in the vocals so and the means. lyrics and some of the song titles <laughs> and such too.
5: <laughs> yeah that'd be if he did if, if it was an american doing that that would be actually a very impressive um get the guy an acting role in hollywood but yeah he, <laughs> no, it's, he, he's he's uh makes our leader he's 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 from uh england somewhere fuck i can't remember yeah anyway yeah.
1: <laughs> right <There> you, <laughs> you do have both those bands uh obviously oil uh let's let's start with them as chronologically that's where you started uh, when did oil start? Give us a little, you know, brief history of your band oil. Yeah.
5: So oil, um, we started, I think around 2000 in San Francisco, it started with me, my buddy Mundo. Um, he was in a band called the working stiffs and then, um, Adam, who's in, um, a lot of other bands the like Spites and Trust Fund Babies. I was in that band with him and anyway, we are just buddies. And, um, I guess it started cause me and Mundo both reviewed music at maximum rock and roll like in the late nineties. And, um, we would just get a lot of dog shit sent our way. A lot of it was accidental comedy, which to me is sometimes the best comedy. It's, (laughs) it's, you know, it's just like, people are serious, but it's, it's, I mean, it's fucking funny to me. So it was a lot of just horrible bands. We got, we're like, what did you get this week? What'd you get? We kind of just hit each other back and forth and crack jokes about like, like there's some really (laughs) embarrassing, accidentally embarrassing annoyed bands out there and, so we just kind of, you know, we're smart asses. We like that idea. We just kept kind of, I mean, again, we kind of started freestyle rapping with each other and I don't know the same shit, you know, freestyle rapping. And, um, we liked the idea so much. We we're like, well, why don't we just fucking, you know, do a band like this. And the idea we, we were like, hey, let's just do like four songs, put a single out and see if ever anyone likes it. That was the idea. We'll see if anyone picks up, puts it out. And, um, yeah, no, we just kept having fun, and it kept going on and on and on, and uh, the first part, we just had horrible, horrible songs on purpose, with no timing <laughs> or anything, and just with really shithouse lyrics. That was the idea, and just cracked each other up, and we're trying to, you know, sucker a label into putting out that nonsense, but and then we started writing good songs, and then it kind of evolved into, I guess, what it, where we are now, which hopefully is good songs with... Um, Some parody elements is, I guess, the best way to put it.
1: I I would agree with you because I I know when I first heard your music, I enjoyed it. It has a good sound, so I was interested. And then I start looking up information about your band, and it's like parody oi band. I'm like, parody oi band? What do you mean? So I start paying a little more attention. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. It's funny. But still enjoyable, not spoofy where you're not trying to make it enjoyable. Right. Like you're, you're just like, ah, this is this we're just making fun of shit. It's kind of making fun of maybe some overdone themes, <laughs> but still making it very audibly well, yeah, lot, pleasing. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. The um, once we kind of got our groove and stuff and realized we because we, we all think we could write decent songs. Obviously, there's a lot of um, generalizations in that genre that are overdone. Maybe some bands don't, you know, have, uh, they're not that articulate here and there. If, if overdone over and over, it's, it's obvious. So it's like, we we just thought that was um, a bit goofy to degree. So we, yeah, we took that. We were a little bit jibby-jabby at the beginning. A little bit kind of like, you know, giving them a little crap, whatever. But um, put out a couple records and, again, try to write the best songs we could. And then over time, um, it's changed a little bit, to be honest. Because, I mean, okay, if we want to go through the whole timeline, I'll try to, break it down and keep it as simple as possible so uh, it was around 2000 we started playing we recorded i think in 2001 and we had a couple okay so first lineup was me i'm not a singer um, <laughs> and um i was like fuck i'll sing my buddy mundo before he played bass and he played guitar in this band and adam was a guitar player he wanted to play drums adam's roommate's dude named ross who was in a band called the um, zodiac killers and the brides from chicago and he's he's rad. So he he wanted to play bass. So that's how we started fucking around. And then um, after a little bit, Ross had to move. Whatever. So our buddy Johnny from um, he's in the band The Bodies, which is a good band. If you don't know him, something wrong with you. But but he he jumped in, and he um it was that was our first lineup, a four piece. And Johnny was um he he wrote a couple songs too, and he was great. That was it. So we went and we recorded. And actually, Morgan, who's also in The Bodies, played second guitar, and he ended up also in some later some great bands, Sharp Objects with one of the brides yeah so it's just a lot of good 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 people coming together i guess and um so that was the first we recorded our first lp we only actually played maybe three shows back then from my memory that sounds about right so about three shows you know we just kind of chilled we did it was always kind of a side project because the bodies always had the bodies they were going strong i was in the trust fund babies in another band um oil was always a side thing and then um Um, that's kind of how it went. So then, um, basically between 2000, well, sorry, we recorded a second album too (laughs) with a different line of job. I moved to LA around 2002. Johnny could not come down to record that. We had some other dudes and we recorded the second LP and it sat there for like 20 years and we just forgot about it. And uh, to be honest with you, it was horrible. (laughs) We kind of blacked out during that. And, um, (laughs) but we still had the reels. So actually about five years ago, it was four or whatever, um, Eck from Contra Records, he hollered at um, Ryan from Noma Beach. Noma Beach, he used to, he hit me up, he's like, hey, um, I really like those songs because it was out on the internet. Um, how do we get these on an LP? I'll put it out. And um, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's go ahead. And we went in and we fixed all the problems with it. And yeah, so that's how the second LP came out. Should I, should I keep you hammering or is this?
1: Oh, yeah, no, keep going. That, <laughs> and that album you're talking about it's okay. really, really screwed up, right? You put that out in the pandemic. Yeah. Era
5: yeah yeah so that was recorded in 2003 I, yeah 2003 okay and then um yeah it just sat for about almost 20 years and yeah pandemic is when it came up and yeah from contra hit up ryan blah 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 after that okay so basically 2003 to like whatever nowadays we didn't do shit and like maybe like play like a couple gigs every now and again we just get asked to play but it was always a part-time band but i guess right around covid i got really like bored and i really wanted to say play music again so we tried to record a third lp and um that fell apart did not work well at all so i got the dudes together and we tried our best to record an lp it took a big shit and um uh we broke up after that i asked mundo who's still my friend i was because he's the other kind of powerhouse in that band like that songwriter i was like hey do you mind if i keep the band going because i got a lot of songs he's giving his blessing so we put that little umlaut on top of um the o to make sure it's um you know so now we're Oil, but with a little umla, So it's a little bit different. I wanted to gotcha. um, at least show that it was different. You know? Okay. So if that, okay, if that makes sense. So yeah, so we went into the studio and whatever. We finished recording the LP, The Honor of Glory, which is this new lineup. And now we're kind of like um, almost a full-time band. We're doing our best. I'm almost done babbling, I swear. And we get the questions. <laughs> but um, I got Dave from The Working Stiffs. He's the main singer now, along with Saul from The Randoms. Uh, I demoted myself basically to just playing bass and doing like number three vocals. Um, we got some rad dudes. Jamie Bechtel, who is an amazing lead guitar player uh, from Sonoma. He's just old school Sonoma head. And Nate, Nate Weiner is the, our drummer, who's also an amazing drummer. Uh, so, yeah, we got a solid lineup. We just did a couple shows down in Southern California. We haven't been playing that much, but we're very happy. What's going on? We're going to record again, I guess, in April. Fuck, I haven't talked this much ever. Go.
1: (laughs) So, follow-up question, since you have a new lineup uh, with those first two albums, The Glory of Honor and Really Uh, Screwed Up, since most of the guys really weren't involved there, but obviously good tracks, good following, uh, you know, almost 20 years after the fact, I mean, 17, 18 years after the fact, somebody's hitting you up saying, hey, and Contra Records on top of that, uh, we want to put this out as a full length. So obviously people like the music, are you guys playing some of those songs, too? Or are you sticking to more of the, the yeah. newer stuff?
5: Yeah. No, we, we, we still got like three or four. We kind of keep in our, our, our live set. But, okay. Um, ideally, we're trying to get our own identity now. And it's a little... The concept is the same, but a little more... I think the first version of the lineup might have been a little more uh, jabby, if you will. Okay. Like just a little more smart ass like poking at the scene of, of the skin scene. Even though I, I was I'm really close with a lot of skinheads and I loved the skinhead music and stuff, it was a little more like that. And this one, I think it's less jabby and more smart-assy, I guess because we're all like around 50 now. It's like, or older. I'm, I'm the youngest, sorry. It's more of a celebration of the goofiness of the um, skinhead scene. And we we, we do get a, a lot of people appreciating that angle, if that makes sense. I I, I, I think when we started... Twenty-five years ago, people were like, "You, you got to be careful what you say because you know you're poking, poking a bear." But it was never about poking a bear. But it was still he had a tippy toe a little bit back then. <laughs> so nowadays, I think—I mean, I think it's more of a more of like you—you you go to these shows now, and I have nothing but these rad skinhead dudes and, and girls coming up to me, just like, "Oh, I love what you're doing," and you know, this is this is great, and you know, it's just it's just the people who are like. Even people who are marginal with their sense of humor is now kind of leaning towards enjoying what we're doing, which is, um, yeah, if you go to a live old show, I think that
1: it'll make sense. While we're on that topic, then, do you have any live shows coming up?
5: Yeah, it's sort of our, I mean, well, so it's a little hard. I live in Los Angeles area. Dave lives in the central coast of California. And the other guys, other three dudes live in uh, Sonoma. All right, so it's we don't practice or whatever. We kind of share songs online if we're writing new stuff. As far as gigs lined up, we actually are talking to some dudes in um Tijuana, Mexico and hopefully going to line that up. Trying to get a handful of really good bands to go there. That's April 6th as of now, but that's the next one. I um as far as shows, we got about eight or 10 songs we want to record at the end of March, I believe, though. So get a new, um, you know, mini LP or something out of that.
1: But your records, as far as the newer ones for Oil or Contra Records, but it uh, looks like you had a split uh, that came out on No Front Teeth Records, which is the Schoonthorpe Jobs uh, LP that just came out, is also on No Front Teeth. Is that where you're expecting that release to be coming, obviously later in 2024?
5: Yeah, no, we haven't talked about not to anybody really yet. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, two you cool know. labels I think regardless. Dr. Grace coming back. He's He's, <laughs> he's got um, Interscope, and we've talked a little bit to him, but a lot to other labels.
1: Cool. We'll be on <laughs> the lookout for that. Uh, next, I'm going to derail us for a second, and it's for a personal oh, reason. Yeah. About a year ago through the first part, you know, the first half of uh, 2023, came across weird bands that would be putting stuff out. I'd see them on, like, iTunes, Spotify, but that was pretty much it, and they had like a person's name, and after I figured out the first one, uh, I found, you know, started coming across some of these other ones, and the point is, is there's a band, one of the bands that fit this description, by the name of Levi Meredith. I have no idea if you know anything about this, right? Well, by the look on your face, I'm going to say no. So, Levi no. Meredith, and you can look it up because the first three bands, actually did some <laughs> episodes over on Punkanoi Worldwide covering the first three bands that I came across that were basically covering another band under another name, but they would change the song titles and change the tempo a little bit of the songs. Like The first one that I looked at, Bradford Carlton, I think every song was 18 seconds slower, and it was Madcap. They covered a Madcap album from 2024, or no, 2004, sorry. Uh-huh. And... All the songs were about 20 seconds slower, and it sounded different. The vocals sounded different than Johnny Madcap, and I didn't realize it at first. And then I came across one of those, and it's actually still out there. The first three just disappeared after about three, four months. Can't find them anymore. (laughs) I actually have copies of all the music because I bought them, but yours is Oil, so The Glory of Honor. The Levi Meredith, right. you look it up, and there's an album called mm-hmm. "On the Street." You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, I assume Apple Music, and nine those nine oh, tracks. Wow. There's nine tracks that mirror what Oil did. <laughs> <laughs> so Levi course, Meredith, huh? Levi Meredith. It, it's weird because the right. Johnny Madcap band <clears throat> was Bradford Carleton. Right, so you think like, Bradford Carlton, and they they made Johnny Madcap sound more like Oi music than than Madcap, but uh, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> it right. was it was definitely weird. And to quickly go over a couple of those band names, you had Bradford Carlton, Brady Saxton, who was doing Blister, Francis Raman, hey, that- R A M A N, couldn't figure out who they were uh, doing uh, uh, at uh, that uh, time. Anyway, I think I did figure it out later, but that's not really the point. But just to give a little idea. <laughs> That some of these bands that kind of fit that description, and there was even one called Samantha Mooring, but it was a, it was a guy vocalist, but the name was Samantha Mooring. But it oh. was first name, last name. Album artwork looked like it had nothing to do with the music whatsoever. Like the Bradford Carlton right. was a dude, looked like he was cliff diving, jumping into some water. But that, <laughs> that doesn't, look, you know, strike me as reflecting the music and if you look at levi meredith which mirrors oil looks like a black background wow. with maybe a weird sun or a saturn or something and maybe somebody in the silhouette i don't know so to I'll not check it not to spend too much time on levi <laughs> meredith i was just curious on if that's something you knew about if it was some phenomenon i don't oh, know I, I talked with chris from hard sell about this and he basically gave me the people in germany do this they They'll just name something and do albums, and that was the uh, answer. And I, as much as I love Chris, I wasn't satisfied with that answer. I wanted to know more. And Mm -hmm. so I was curious, since we had you on, if you knew about Levi Meredith. And No, but I'll tell you what. he, He gets free. Every oil
5: show here or not, he gets in free.
1: I don't know if it's a guy. I don't know if any of these are related. It's weird that, for me personally, September of last year through, like, March, and there was, like, five, six, seven, something like that, examples of something like this. Full length albums and you could tell Uh. just based on the artwork and then it's just some random first name, last name and the type of music because you know, Uh. like if it was pop music, okay, first name, last name, I get it. But what bands that do this style of music that we're talking to you about go with somebody's first name, last name, right? That just, Really yeah. uncommon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mars, Frederickson, and the Bastards. You know? Yeah, but it's and the bastard
1: Bastards, a, not a
5: subtitle. Levi Meredith. <laughs> no, I, I like that. To be honest with you, I think that's
1: there. You I go. There's retar- something to look up. A pretty
5: good word, but I I, 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 will most likely. I got a lot of free time nowadays. I'm starting new bands, um, and I might, uh, yeah, I might uh, end up putting like uh, a Eric Dustin band up there or something. <laughs>
0: Well, you yeah, know, I'm uh, not opposed to that. Just uh, give us uh, residuals. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just send uh, yeah, us a T-shirt.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, you already did that. And thank you very much. <laughs> oh, right. <well, dude. laughs> the one other strange thing that, that kind of has, you know, the, the parallels there is so that the chain, the, the names of the tracks, right? So oil track was red, white and boots. And then there was red, white, right. bo- red, <clears> white <throat> boots was the track. Right? So it wasn't exactly the, the uh, name, so you couldn't just go search it. And then the oil track is... On
5: top of that, it saved, it saved that motherfucker a lawsuit, too. Right. Right. No, and, uh, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. You know, I
5: don't know if they're selling anything. I don't know
1: if I just happened. You put to a little comma in there and save the,
5: save the boot parties. I got a comma. don't want my ass.
1: <laughs> it was, it was weird. You, you know, the, the tracks and you could probably figure out which ones they, they went to, but a quick rundown is bill to pay and then clock oh. <laughs> <laughs> clockwork guy, Right. That's red. <laughs> uh, a song title, Pride My. That's the song title, Pride My.
5: Holy shit. All right? right. Yeah, but yeah, weird. Yeah. So you'll listen shit, to shit the I tracks and then you're like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Is this guy going to
5: – is he putting on lipstick right now and, like, like sharpening a knife, like, ready to kill me? <laughs> or should I be scared? Or are we – <laughs> I
1: hope not. I hope In the meantime,
5: not. Meantime, yeah, send, send me that link to that dude though, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm, that sounds rad.
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely, I'll I'll send those over to you. Check them out and listen. And uh, obviously, you having uh, such a part of the music and having played the music and all that, you you might have an appreciation for what the person did or uh, a disdain for what they did. I don't know. <laughs> but- uh, zero chance of
5: disdain.
1: Yeah, no, it's great awesome well i'll send that to you i was curious because again chris gave me an answer i just wasn't completely satisfied with that as being the answer but <laughs> I, I don't know it, it's something that's I, hilarious. I can't explain yeah. No, I, I,
5: I, I, yeah that's hilarious i love it <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right so let's get back to oil uh you did just release an album this year and it's the honor of glory which based on your band and you had the glory of honor i i can appreciate the the and especially what we were just talking about <laughs> changing the title just slightly even though it is something completely different yeah 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 i, I guess proud i guess is a good word to put.
0: yeah, yeah it, it was a solid solid decision to switch it like that uh, any of the lyricism the inspiration behind the lyricism i mean you were talking at the top of the show about how you were like uh writing joke songs that were just like you know what, but <laughs> You know, listening to the uh, new oil stuff is like, yeah, these are a little bit more thought out. Uh Um, Yeah, I I guess you're probably correct,
5: man. I mean, when we did the the oil, the the first two records, I was in my 20s, you know, and I think, um, again, me and Mundo were kind of the the songwriters back then, and we did not spend any time in songwriting at all. It was just, what do you got, what do you got? Let's throw it out there, and then it was done. And, yeah, and we are pretty funny clever dudes <laughs> we'll give it that too but um nowadays i think we do put a little more time into it and i think the concepts are a hair different yeah fuck yeah i would have to go like you know read the lyrics and go down and that's too boring but yeah nowadays we also have, i mean dave dave from the working stiffs is um you know i don't know if you know the band if you don't there's something wrong with you but you should look into them, because it's it's a, a fucking great 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 band. And me and Dave actually grew up in um Cayucas. It's uh, the Central Coast of California. So I, I've known Dave uh, since I was maybe eight nine. He was like he's a few years older. He's you know. But um we have three lyricists now. It's um for these new stuff and it's it's me, Saul, and Dave. And um it's a good team. And we have more stuff coming up. We got um we got about ten songs uh, like are ready to go. Again, it's a little tricky because we live far, far away. And we're we're gonna probably limit it to six or eight songs we're recording this time. But but yeah, as far as lyric writing, man, I mean, it's hard to get better than Saul and Dave, to be honest with you. If you're not a randoms fan, if you're not a working Sips fan, look into them because they fucking badass. Both those guys also are, besides intelligent and um smart asses, they're um, you know, they 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 they, they get comedy too. So it's... And to me, well, let me back up a little bit. This is not a straight comedy band, but to the point, it's um, you—you got to be clever to construct certain songs in this in this band. I think it's it's not as lazy or you know retarded as one would think.
0: <laughs> in my opinion, That's well, good. it's all about finding balance, you know. Even The name itself is uh, yeah, it's a pun in and of itself, but just oil just because it shares just two letters yeah that actually happened because when we started
5: playing like in 99 or whatever um window our our, um uh co-founder dude he, he he was on tour with the working stiffs and i think they were in um new mexico or something and he was wasted and there was some dude with an oil tattoo on his shoulder and that's what he really thought he saw he's like oil it's like, right on. He tried to high 5 and the guy got all pissed. It's this is oil, motherfucker. <laughs> but that, anyway, that that's how it came up. And he's like, you should call it oil. So there you go. And that's the origin. The, the
0: point looks kind of like an L, so. <laughs>
5: but yeah, in this, like, you know, like, tattoos weren't as rad back then. So this one, it touched. And it was close. <laughs> so, you know. And yeah, it's font. So, um, There's yeah.
1: font that you can use on the computer. There's a specific font uh, for the podcast uh, on the website that uh, when I upload – episodes that specific default font if i put oi so oi exclamation point it looks like an l like Uh, i can't even see the separation so most of the time i don't even put it there because it literally looks (laughs) like oil every single time (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah. with oil you did a split with van stone that is the one thing i haven't heard that you guys have put out van Uh, stone yeah yeah yeah. look into that i just looked that up and that that says that they are uh, a metal band from palmdale is that right? Heavy metal. Yeah. So.
5: <laughs> yeah. I'm looking I, I, at the
1: I, artwork uh, of something that they've got going on and they look like some form of Judas Priest mixed with the darkness <laughs> or something like that.
5: <laughs> yeah. They're fucking awesome. I've, I've been a Van Stone fan for 20 years. They really haven't played in about 10 years, which sucks. They kind of broke up. But um, in, in L.A., they would, they had a huge following, like a huge following. Uh, so. Dave the singer, Dave Sheridan, um, he's he's an actor, a very, very successful actor, if you look him up. He was, did you ever see that movie, um, um, Officer Doofy? He's Officer Doofy, so um, look that up, a spoof on um, Scary Movie, that's what it's called. Oh. So that's him, he's, he's, but if you look him up, he's, he's done like 50 movies, he's, he's a hilarious, talented motherfucker. Um and he started his band Van Stone around I think like ninety eight or something, around the same time. But it, yeah, the idea is, is um they're the number three rock band in all of Palmdale. Nice <laughs> behind Windjammer and Scourge, of course. And um <laughs> but they, they uh the other three guys or whatever in the band, they're they're all actors too, and they they, they did the best fucking stage show. They spent a lot of money on like their 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 get ups with all the fucking spikes and all that shit, and um I, yeah I, I can't do it justice and how great they were live so i used to go watch them a lot and go like fuck these guys are great i didn't know them at all and um i just loved them i just like fuck these guys rip fucking love this band and um they broke up around 2010 but i remember we were all talking to oil guys and we we're talking and noah from the randoms was in oil for a little bit and we were all doing um, a little text exchange and he was talking about um funny guitars so i was like oh you got to see the oil or the van stone stuff and their guitars and i sent it to them and they was like whoa these guys are hilarious and i'm like oh you have no idea so I, I i sent all those guys down that rabbit hole as i'm hoping to send everybody down that rabbit hole right uh, because yeah actually start with spring break forever let me take that back find your own rabbit hole but van stone is the name they're fucking rad as fuck yeah so after i did that like noah hit me he's like hey dude we should do a split with them i'm like all right yeah cool I don't know they need the dudes, but I just got wasted. And I hit up um, through a friend. I hit up, I, I got his contact and um, he hit me up the next day and he said, yeah, let's do it. And then
1: we've kind of, uh, you know, been friendly since. That's awesome. It's a great story. And I think before we might've got started with the interview, we were talking about a potential split with other bands that might not be that close in genre. I mean, similar, but uh, I mean, heavy metal and oi that's not that similar either. So uh <laughs> You never know. You never know what you're yeah. gonna get. And a lot of fans like multiple styles of music eric, eric and i too you know we have our favorite stuff that we might listen to more than others but still listen to such a, a large variety of music so you can appreciate two bands that might be two different styles but still styles that you enjoy
5: oh of course yeah 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 for sure i mean it'd be kind of silly to just stick to one genre your whole life but
0: i agree yeah yeah just go just do a mix with like some uh some soul singer and oh uh. then, yeah and then do a yeah, do a split with that one, and you just call the splitty piece soil. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that.
5: Just like that. And, you know, it's funny oh because God. I kind of wish you were saying this to because right away he'd be like, Neil's a nut. He's going to do it right away. So, yeah, yeah. And if you plant something stupid in my head, then, yeah, unfortunately it's there. And it may, yeah, all right. You'll get you'll get you'll get your residuals a year from now. God damn it!
0: Intell- intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. But right on. Yeah, fuck. I, I, that sounds rad to me. And to be honest with you, have you ever heard um, the Insiders? Yes. Okay, yes. they're the Insiders. 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 I, yep. They're from Santa Cruz, and they play. It's a couple like they're old school skid, um and just um, punk rock dudes and chicks that. Um, yeah, Santa Cruz and um friends with a lot of mutual friends, but that's um I'm sure we're gonna segue also into the um uh the Scunthorpe Ops. But yeah, yep. Scunthorpia's are playing with the insiders on um February 3rd in San Francisco with the yeah, with it's actually our our, our buddies band, um Hunting Lions, who are excellent and um the insiders are playing and so are we. So that'll be a show not to be missed in San Francisco.
1: That will be a great show. Hunting Lions, awesome. They're actually going to be coming out with uh, another full length. I guess, I guess technically it's their first full length because they combined the first two EPs on a release. But they're coming out with something in February. Uh, Insiders yeah, this is just the record something. release
5: show. So, yeah. yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that'll be cool. So yeah, those guys are rad. I mean, they're, the whole Sonoma and San Francisco connection, I live in LA now, but I mean, obviously this it's a weird kind of talent lace region i think of america (laughs) i don't want to liken it as talented as like nwa but that kind of goes into my head in a certain way it's like when i always think of nwa i'm like how the fuck were all these guys so talented who lived a few blocks from each other that is just insane to me so but don't say that to my sonoma friends because that's not whatever tangent brain whatever (laughs) okay let me start again um so sonoma Especially like mid to late nineties, early thousands. I mean the bodies, the randoms, uh Chris Veach was there with the shifters, um, there was the cadaver. There's all these little bands, uh, the little all these bands in this small area that were fucking badass. And um, you know, it's 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 a weird phenomenon, but uh <laughs> there we go. Love Sonoma, XOXO.
1: Let's get into your other band, Scunthorpe Yobs. It's a <laughs> compilation people that have been in other bands, you know, and as you stated uh, right when yeah. we got started here, you know, a bunch of guys from uh, Southern California, plus uh, you got your vocals coming from the UK. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mick's been in a really good band called the Bladder, 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 and they actually they started in, I think, London in 90, or I'm sorry, in uh, 85 or so. They started there, and then they moved to California, or at least Mick and um, one other dude moved to uh, California around 90. They started the band again. And yeah, so there you go. <laughs> that, that's 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 Mick. <laughs> so he's a singer. Yeah, so we got um, Ted, who's been in a lot of great bands. He's actually one of my favorite bass players. He's in the Generators in Smog Town and Smogtown um, and all kinds of gross, like a lot of great bands. Um, Tim, one of my favorite drummers and people, Smogtown, if you – Know that band, listen to the drums, because you're going to be very impressed. Uh, Noah from the Randoms, old school buddy. And um, again, his style of uh, lead guitar is so original and just amazing. And um, yeah, that, that that's, that's our new band. We've only done about five or six shows. Our LP just came out, though, on No Front Teeth. We're looking to have a good uh, 2024. We're pretty excited about this band.
1: And when you say it's out, because we were kind of covering that you can get your... LP like physical copies on those other labels. When we were talking about oil less than a month ago, it, it's available on no front teeth records, physical copy. Cause I think you guys released it digitally. People could check it out back in August, but people can actually get the yeah. physical copies now through no front teeth.
5: Correct. And yeah. he does really have good distribution. So if, if people sometimes complain about like, oh, well, you know, I, I can't get it in America, but he, um, he he's got some distributors that pick it up in America. If you do your uh, research or whatever, you, you can find some, I wish we had more. Actually, to be honest, we just had a record release um, on Saturday, and we sold them all. We everything we had, which was pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very confusing and <laughs> <laughs> appreciated. Wish more, right? Yeah, it was badass. But um, and, and um, there, there's a, an American label that might be putting out another two hundred or three hundred copies too. But we'll find out soon. And just keep your eyes peeled, people. But Marco, I think he uh, from No Front Teeth. He, he's he's a really good guy and runs a great label. So I think he he does have worldwide distribution. He gets his stuff around. Um, just as far as how many, so and so, yeah. It, we'll we'll see. I yeah. mean, if you can get one.
1: <laughs> you were talking about the uh, the vocals. So does Mick do all the lyrics for the tracks? Well,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to be clear, there's there's no parody element in this band. It's just um well well, <laughs> when we when me and Mick first met it was probably about a year ago. We got really hammered, and um he knew I was in oil, and you know, and he's got a great sense of humor. So the first thought actually we started chit chatting about was doing a um just like a a, a smart ass sort of um English version of a par- whatever parody he wanted. I was like, I got these songs lying around. We could record him, put it out like an EP. What do you want to do? And he—that was the first kind of incarnation of of, of of us hanging out, whatever. So that was the first thought. So I think some of it was lost in translation over the over time, and you might have to ask Mick because I don't really remember how Scunthorpe Jobs really—the name came up—but I know there was something smartassy involved. And alcohol involved, and then we just kind of said, oh, "I don't, whatever, I don't fucking care." Yeah, well, I mean, so the name sounds that's,
0: like you guys are slurring your words.
5: yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, Mick likes it too because you can say cunt, and of course, um, the English love the word cunt. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's usually a term of endearment over there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you covered um, a little bit of where we, you know, anybody that's listening, oh, yeah. where is the best place to support? uh scunthorpe yobs
5: yeah i mean uh yeah we we, a band started i guess about a year ago and then um we kind of first show i think was around may yeah so we started going we we actually recorded our lp in may as well so that was kind of a interesting idea but we said fuck it let's just we got these songs let's get in but getting some shows in los angeles and orange county has been kind of tough for us it's been it's difficult in la it's not like the bay area i guess is the simplest way to put it but um I think we got some momentum now and some buzz and we'll be fine and we're yeah we're pretty excited things are going well we actually we're going to go up to northern california i know i mentioned partially but um february 2nd we're going to be in sacramento also with hunting lions and then uh, february 3rd with hunting lions and the inciters and um we have, we have a show in long beach february 23rd we haven't filled out the bill yet but whatever it's it's going to be badass cuz Cause we're there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because you guys are there. Who? What else? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, we were, we were pretty confident, and like we we think we put out pretty good music. But at the same time we've all been in really good bands for years and years and years. But it's a weird phenomenon when you start a new band, you got to start from zero again, and it's weird. So yeah, we just played needs Saloon um in October, and there's like forty people there, and like I, we still had a blast. It was fun, but it's it, it's a strange thing when we're all 50 and starting over and it's, it's just strange, but to me, it's an enjoyable process, especially because we know it's temporary, you know, it's, I think, I mean, not to be arrogant, but it's just our music's solid and people are going to start catching on. And it's just getting the word out, which is one of the, thank you for having us, you know, for having this too, because we're get out, we're travel. And, um, hopefully people like us. I, I think they will. I don't think anyone's doing what we're doing, especially in, um, California so I think that goes for us and I just think of people it's all about getting the word out there you know and just hopefully people like it but all the songs if you look at them they're really simple songs they're three chord songs but hey, it's just about figuring out a way to write good simple three chord songs you know and that's
1: absolutely where should we follow your bands at you know we talked about uh wh- where records can be picked up uh obviously yeah occasionally you know, shows, know, should be honest
5: with yeah
1: well i'll help you out uh i think yeah. oil's at at oil underscore boots on there. instagram and instagram's a great place to follow bands a lot of bands uh seem more active <laughs> there than maybe other places
5: so i yeah i do the oil um instagram thingy the url and then um, the other guys do the Scunthorpe jobs. But, yeah, if you know them, fucking hey, let's, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing I want to throw out, too, though, because um, I talked to some dudes. Um, we, we, we might be setting up a really fun show in Tijuana on April 6th. It's still in the works. I'm talking to promoters, but um, Mike get a handful of bands there. And to me, that's a really rad idea. It's like, hey, the guys, We, we well, Oil played a show. With, oh, let me back up a little bit. Oil played a couple good shows in his band, Claim Choice, all right? So Claim Choice from France. If you don't know them, they're fucking excellent. Yeah, they are. So good. So good live. And they're going to come back, I think, in April. We played with them in um, Long Beach and in um, uh, San Diego. At Tower Bar, which, oh my God, it, it, Tower Bar is badass too, that's another story, but I um, uh, met some dudes there who um, just started talking about how wonderful the whole skin scene is in um, Tijuana, and they sold me, on. I'm like, well, fucking A, let's do it, so we, I reached out to them, and so we have a tentative date of April 6th, we're just talking to more and more bands, I, I just want to make it kind of a big thing, you know, and... uh I think it'll be badass. Like, get a, a mini festival type thing. And on top of it, actually, to be honest with you, <laughs> cat out of the bag early. Yeah, we might have a mini festival up in Sonoma. Uh, yeah, with a lot of good bands in May. I can't drop any specifics. So, me solid. Dan from uh, Working Class Productions. Dan, uh, D2 or Dan also has a um, a record label. He's, he's, he picked up on... Chapter Eleven had a record label for years. He's picking that up, and uh, Therapy obs have a seven-inch coming out on that on that record label, like in a month. Wow, yeah, so that that's a cool thing. But our LP might be repressed. I think we said that in America, so that'll help people like get it here because they they sold out really really fast. Yeah, they're gone. Excellent. Well, yeah, no Front Teeth is a great label. If, if you guys, I mean, people listening don't. I mean, they probably do. <laughs> Just get drunk. Go down that rabbit hole. Google all that shit. Go to Discogs. Go one, two, three, four, five, 6, seven hundred, and then figure out like, oh my god, this guy has so many good stuff. It's a good way to actually. I kind of wish Discogs existed when I was a kid because you know you could just kind of holy shit, look at that, and then you figure it out so easily. You don't have to just randomly get a magazine. That, or a zine that takes fucking months to get there, and then you just like, oh, I like that label. That looks cool, and then blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh, so have the deal. The import section of the record stores and just hope to find something that... A lot of guessing involved, yeah. It's like uh, you just got to have to trust a uh, word of mouth, all those little connections. Well, we will wrap it up. Uh, Neil, I
1: really appreciate it. This is a blast. Uh, We love doing the interviews, especially when they're like this. I mean, the majority of them are, which makes it really fun for us. Obviously, we get to talk to... Uh, People that are doing things that we enjoy, and we enjoy what you're doing. I asked a lot of the questions, but I've been listening to Oil since Really Screwed Up came out. I'll be honest, I didn't know about it before, but as soon as I saw that came, and so I've been listening to the original album, your new album this year, that album. Uh, And then we were just talking about Discogs. Yes, I didn't realize, you know, I asked you about The Split, but I didn't even realize that had come out. Uh, this year with Van Stone so that is something that I'm going to go check Uh, out and then if you do like metal
5: I mean they do it so fucking well like they are a real legitimate like amazing metal band like the first few times I saw them there was about 500 people there and they did like all these tour. yeah just if you're listening Van Stone look it up you'll you'll figure it out real quick either like them or you don't kind of like oil (laughs) But um, if if you're on board You're on board,
1: party I do like oil, I've listened to oil And the the funny thing is, as I told you I I look it up and I see, oh well Parody Oi, either the joke's on me Because I like it so much Or the joke's on them Because I like it so much (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well thank you I mean um, yeah. To me, I
5: I slightly get frustrated Every now and again when people Don't enjoy it just because of its quote-unquote parody but it's I don't know, everyone's different whatever but i mean if you listen to hard skin and hard skin is kind of you know i'm, I'm friends with those guys now but it's or for a while but um it's same concept people just kind of x amount off their listening whatever but they don't like them they're like oh well they're they're a par- whatever
1: if you didn't enjoy the style you wouldn't do it right no
5: 100 i i i mean I and top of all most of us yeah I right? fucking love the skinhead scene I, I, I love oi music I'm balls deep in that shit you know for years and years and years and um, yeah fucking i hey, I'm that's that's it's, it's it's a love of the music it's a love of the scene
1: for me personally I could tell I could see that it wasn't somebody that's just like hey your music sucks and I'm gonna make fun of it. You know, it didn't come across in that sort of a, a parody, and so that's why I enjoyed it. In-
5: nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you would not be smart to do that for the <laughs> right. <laughs> Good luck with that, son. But or you gonna- know, there might be people out there. Do, the internet, you could do that, I guess, and go hide. But no, I'm 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 around, motherfucker. But you know, I, I I'm very friendly with so many skinheads and punks and all that, and you know, we're all we're all buddies. Fuck, it's just. Love that music. Right.
1: It. And it's obvious. And you can see the bands that you would be playing with in your shows and stuff like that. It wouldn't be the case. And to answer your question, if you were to do that, you would probably start a band and call yourself Levi <laughs> Meredith because nobody knows who the fuck Levi Meredith is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I fucking love
5: that guy. He's gonna be my best man of my new my, my next wedding. But, um, oh, and to the point, um, yeah. So we. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Carl from the Templars sings um on two of our records, he's going to sing on our next record. And uh, Johnny from The Swing and Utter sang on our record. And Ben from Hard Skin sang on our record. So we got a lot of support around the community from strong people who like what we're doing. So that that feels good. Awesome. You know, it feels good when these people who are definitely more talented than us and more bigger than us take the time out of their lives. And they're not doing it for any other reason. Like, like, all right, we got you guys, you know? So they're not doing it for money, neither are we. But I mean, it's really cool that they're like, "Fucking yeah, I like these guys. We're gonna help you out. We're gonna we're gonna jam with you. We're gonna dance with you." So cool. That that's badass to me. It makes me feel good. I don't know do many shows, but um, yeah, Yobs are doing it, man. So if, if you guys, you know, we're we're full time band. We're looking for gigs. We're gonna do it. Obviously, hit me up on, you know social media if anyone wants shows here and there. But I think the Yobs is more realistic. We're gonna do um little mini tours here and there. We're gonna um. Probably hit Vancouver and Seattle and Portland and whatever. Just weekend tours is the best we can do at our age. And we're not doing real tours, but you know what I'm saying. But we're, yeah. we're down to do it. Oil, hey, we'll do what we can do. Neil, thank you,
1: you know. for joining us. Uh, we are going to get on to some new music. Thank you. No, thank you guys so much. Oh, sorry.
5: One more. I definitely got to say, um, hit up Mr. Face Records. He's It's a new label. Actually, Oil put out some stuff with them. He's He's been collaborating a bit with uh, Contra. But he's such a rad dude, and um, I just hope everyone supports him. Mr. Face Records.
1: Awesome. Well, Neil, we won't keep you any longer. Thank you, and uh, I I appreciate you taking the time again. Uh, Really enjoy your music, uh, both bands, and uh, it's it's great. Looking forward to that uh, Yob's 7-inch that you have coming out soon.
5: Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I mean, appreciate you taking the time for both bands. I appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. We enjoyed, yeah, we enjoyed shooting the shit with you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, guys,
2: right <laughs>
1: Thank you again to Neil. Neil?
0: And Neil Hamburger, everybody. Neil <laughs> Hamburger.
1: <laughs> Neil was a blast. Great stories. Great to learn more about oil and Scunthorpe Jobs. As you heard me asking questions, uh, didn't know that Mick, who had moved from the UK to the US, you know, when I was talking about how the band's name sounds very English, and I kind of thought yeah. that maybe this is an English band, but no, it's a bunch of dudes from LA, but has an English vocalist. <laughs> But it's because the English vocalists moved to LA. So they actually are all in LA at the moment.
0: Yeah, sort of like what happened with uh, Soldiers of Destruction. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Or even Flogging Molly. You know, they're an Irish-themed band, but only their singer is Irish. Exactly. So yeah. And they're also from LA. <laughs> <laughs> cool stuff. Thanks,
1: Neil. Uh, we had a blast. Love Scunthorpe Yobbs. I definitely recommend checking out We Are the Yobbs uh LP if you haven't only heard the tracks that we've played. There's a lot of other great ones to go. I had a tough time picking tracks to play on this episode. And then we'll be playing some tracks off the newest release from Oil. Probably not on the next episode, but maybe in two weeks, right after the New Year. So be on the lookout for more stuff that Neil is involved with. We're going to wrap up the show now. See that in
0: the uh, next couple episodes. Yes.
1: (laughs) More on that later. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're going to wrap up the show now. A couple non-punk picks. Uh, I threw a a holiday one in there, which we'll get to in a moment. But, Eric, what are you going to wrap
0: up the show with? Well, I'm going to wrap up the show with the aforementioned Climb. Right. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I was going to come back to it, but I had to save it for this one for the reasons I will get to in a minute. So, yeah, Climb, that was a uh, Salt Lake hardcore band that started in 1996. Uh, It was uh, Jason Cowell and his friend Justin. uh, They started a band called Hate. uh, But then they indicted this uh, one uh, kid named Jimmy from a band called Broadside. And with that, they changed their name to Clyde. And they went into CIS Records to record their first single. And while at their practice space, the guys in the the hardcore band Clear, with X's on either side of their name, (laughs) they came and hung out in their practice space, and they liked their sound so much that they invited them to jump on a bill with them, Lifeless, Trip Hammer, all opening up for Vision of Disorder. So that's a pretty stacked bill. That's a pretty stacked bill. You may not have heard a Lifeless and Trip Hammer unless you were there, but those were some those were some bands that had some pretty big pull. Uh, and Vision of Disorder, yeah. <sighs> like that uh, third wave New York hardcore shit, and it was, yeah, they're pretty good. I played them on the show before. Anyway, they were all taken by the hardcore kids to such a degree that Clear invited them out on tour to the East Coast. And yes, they played CBGBs. Nice. Yeah, that was a pretty thick, yeah. And they were and they were stoked because uh, uh, the guys in uh, yeah the guys in Clear and uh, and Lifeless and Trip Hammer they're all straight edge bands. Most of Salt Lake was straight edge in the hardcore scene back then and still kind of are. Their days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm just saying like uh, their days are numbered for when they're gonna stop claiming the X. Right. <laughs> Happens all the time. But uh, but yeah. Climb, they were never straight-edgers. They were always drinking and smoking weed, and uh, they didn't think that they were going to fit in. But nope they they love their sound so much that it's like, yeah, we're going to bring you. And apparently that uh, that tour was such a big break for them, they signed to uh, Life Sentence Records, and they cut their first LP, Live in the Now. Nice. At, and it was recorded in different intervals between 1996 and 1998 before releasing it. And Jason told me that once they hit the streets, they practically flew off of the shelves. And at the time, uh, they, they it was like the most the most copies of a local record sold in the heavy metal shop. Wow. At least that's what Kevin says. I was like, "Shit, all right, that's quite a feat." That is pretty impressive, there. Yeah. So anyway, they. Uh, Yeah, and they recorded a follow-up record, Reborn, in 1999, but they broke up soon after and it didn't see a proper release until 2008 where it was made available on their MySpace page. But more on that. Uh, I'll be talking more on that in a little bit. Uh, Their early work took more inclination toward uh, hardcore with lots of speed and chunky wrists and pummeling breakdowns while also being more keen on music akin to Pantera and Crowbar. So basically, sludgy riffs on top of more groovy rhythms, which was kind of the sonic currency at the time. And it's with these releases, they sounded a lot more metal than they do hardcore, in my opinion. Which is why I saw, saw them as a more fitting spot here, where we just play anything other than punk and hardcore. Right. If we feel like it. Uh-huh. And another thing, some of the members were trained properly with their guitarist graduating with a degree in music theory at the U of U. Wow. And their drummer, Justin, also also majored in the same and graduated from Weber State. And he also played in the drum line. So that's where a lot of... uh, that's where a lot of the jazz and funk style groove come through because these guys are so musically adept in other genres. That's awesome. Yeah, sort of like what uh, Gentry and Iceburn did. He went to school and majored it, uh, majored in music theory specifically with jazz. That's cool. Yeah, cool so, backgrounds there. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so of all the songs that uh, Jason sent me, the song that I chose was Reason as it showcases a lot of the aforementioned features and still functions roughly as a hardcore song. Very roughly. And <laughs> the lyrics are portraying one's fruitless efforts of trying to reason with someone whom won't budge from their stance. We've all been there. Me especially quite recently. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why, that's why I chose it. And it's also, it's also because... Music is fucking killer. So yeah, keeping all of what I said about their uh, musical uh, uh, musical trajectory, this is climb reason. sort of uh lean further into the uh into metal territory nice (laughs) yeah and like i said it didn't really get a uh a proper release uh so yeah they said that they were recording it at a life sentence records and and then uh jason got kicked out of the band after it was all done and then and then they pulled the plug on the record so it didn't it Did get a release. It was released. They had the masters in hand, but they never, like, it never went out for a fucking sale, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, it never went out for, uh, yeah, what is the, what is the, consumption. There we go. Uh, Yeah, until in 2008, where uh, Jimmy released it on his, uh, on the band's MySpace, and that's just kind of like where everyone was able to, uh, was able to get it. It's now on all streaming platforms. That's where I was able to listen to it. And you can also go on the Grudge City activities page on uh, the blogspot, And you can actually download the record as a zip file, a zip folder anyway. And both of them, actually. Cool. So, so yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty nice to sort of have that archive. Dan, I wish you were still running that page. <laughs> <laughs> or at least updating it. It's still up, so, you know, you can still go in there. And, you know, read up on your history. There's a lot of show reviews and uh, things in there. There were also, there was also this article on that blog spot. It was from back in 2009 where it was like, hey, Reborn is now officially able to be uh, listened to via MySpace. And there's talks of a reunion. But nothing has really came about yet. And that was, uh, God, 13, 15 years ago. (laughs) And as far as I know, Climb is not reunited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clear reunited once. That was 10 years ago. So wow. yeah. And Trip Hammer reunited. And Cherim sort of uh, plays on again, off again, shows city to city. I don't think ever will reunite. Tamerlane, I don't think will. Because uh, Jack's fucking back problems. <laughs> yeah. But Climb that would be that would be awesome for them to see. Maybe this will light the spark again. who the fuck knows? So Jason, you said that you were gonna share this with all the members of the band so maybe this will spark something. <laughs> so, so yeah, be sharing around that link. I hopefully I did you justice if uh, any mistakes were made, feel free to correct me in the comments. All right, we gotta wrap up the show
1: as you know. It's, it's at the end. So I'm going to wrap it up with some metal, but it's a Christmas-themed metal track as the band Edge of Destiny from Austin, Texas. They put out All I Want for Christmas, but it came out actually last year, November 25th of 2022 is what the release date. But it was shared with us through Curtain Call Records December 12th of this year. Uh, All I Want for Christmas features Stephen Moore. And we're going to do that so we can wrap up the show. And we're going to wrap it up on a Christmassy note. So All I Want for Christmas from Edge of Destiny. Ah. I- Destiny, all I for Christmas. Uh, we're wrapping up the show before the holiday
0: with yeah, a Christmas and, track, and even us at SLC Punkcast couldn't fucking avoid that classic Christmas song that <laughs> literally everybody is sick to death of. Even Miss Mariah Carey herself, right? <laughs> but at least this one was different. <laughs> it was.
1: That's why I played it. I hope you enjoyed it. We got to wrap this show up, so you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM. Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and SLCpodcast.com. Basically, you can find us in a lot of places. The bands are found We're on Instagram. We're omnipresent. We're watching you from <laughs> outside your window.
0: <laughs>
1: the bands are found on Instagram at NOXEPDM, at Los underscore Brewers underscore Oficial, at Bad Brains Official, at S underscore Yobs underscore at oil underscore boots, at edge of destiny, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where are
0: you found? Me, on Instagram, at scary uncle underscore eric underscore SLC. My band, Anonymous, on Instagram, at anonymous underscore, underscore band official. <laughs> on Facebook, at anonymous SLC. My other band, Apathetics, on Instagram, at theapathetics.sLC. On Facebook, at theapathetics. And on Bandcamp at anonymous s l c and at TheApathetics.Bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at LeadMelodies underscore podcast. On Facebook at Lead.Melodies.Podcast.SLC. Stream the episodes on Anchor.FM. And follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore for updates on shows and merch and new releases within the hardcore community, other than here. Awesome.
1: Uh, the Bands are found on Facebook, at RAS8 Officiel, at Los Brewers TM, at Massacre, at The Wake, at Bach Feets Boys, at Bad Brains, at the Schoenthorpe Yob's official band page, at Oil.boots.one, at Edge of Destiny Bands, shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you to everybody who shares all their stuff with us. Thank you to everybody who's tuned in and listened. I hope you have a great holiday, and we will be joining you after the holiday for the
0: new year. Anything to add, Eric, before we end the show? No, just uh, however you spend this holiday, whichever holiday you fucking spend, uh, that you fucking celebrate, I should say, and just... Just partake in the season, partake in the festivities, and just keep your loved ones close because that's what this time of year is about. It's about reflecting on those most important in your life. So just do that and have a happy holidays. Play the fucking outro.